It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode of Locked On Grizzlies, the Grizzlies found a way to knock off the Golden State Warriors. Yes, those Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, a returning Draymond Green, Clay Thompson was on the court, Andrew Wiggins was there, and yet the Grizzlies, without Desmond Bain, without John Morant, behind efforts from Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson, find a way to pick up the win. What's realistic for this team moving forward? And also shouting out the Memphis Hustle and the development of the Grizzlies organization. All that and more. Stick with us and stick around. Lock in on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hopefully for you and yours, it is a toasty Tuesday on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Very cold around various parts of the country, especially, of course, in Memphis, Tennessee. Lots of snow and ice made the uh, the attendance for the Martin Luther King Jr. game a little bit sparse, kind of like the hair on my head. Uh, <laughs> but DeMichael Cole was in the crowd covering, as he always does, for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis Grizzlies beat writer DeMichael, my co-host, of course, on this podcast known as Locked on Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinex. We'll be talking that big win, how the Memphis Hustle, the G League affiliate of the Memphis Grizzlies, has a lot to do with that victory, and what is realistic to expect from these guys moving forward now that we know that Desmond Bain is out for the foreseeable future. Because we recorded our episode for Monday, and then literally 30 minutes later, the news comes out about Bain. So we haven't talked about that yet. We will talk about that and then some on this edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts as proud members of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Check us out on YouTube, wherever you get podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. We are less than 100 followers away or subscribers away from 3,000 on YouTube. So spread the word, shout us out, help us get across that threshold. I would certainly appreciate it, as would my co-host, Michael Cole of Commercial Appeal. Michael, I hope that you're nice and warm after a chilly and icy yeah. night out there in Memphis to watch the Grizzlies knock off the Golden State Warriors on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yeah, I'm warm. You know, I made it home safely and, and you know, got straight in my room. It's I had the, the heat turned up a little bit, uh, and the Grizzlies turned up the heat, right? It really mm-hmm. turned up the heat in this game. Uh, how about that performance? And I tell you what. And and, and I, I think, Joe, we'll talk about it as the show goes on, but uh, this group of Grizzlies players, they're developing a theme. I'm starting to figure out how they play together. You know, it's a little different than what we're used to seeing. You're not seeing as many flashy alley-oops and things like that. But they're starting to develop some type of identity. And, I mean, a lot of people did not see uh, that coming, uh, what we saw. You know, uh, Gigi Jackson, as you you mentioned, uh, 
you know, uh, Vince Williams, Jacob Gilliard. The bench totaled 57 points from the Grizzlies. Phenomenal. We, how many times have we been complaining about the lack of production from the bench mm-hmm. when the team felt top heavy, when it was Ja, Jaron, uh, Dez scoring, you know, half of the team or sometimes sure. even more than half of the team's points. So this was a balanced win. You know, you had, I think, eight, seven, seven total guys in uh, double figures, three starters, and four guys off the bench were in double figures. So uh, mm-hmm. a balanced win for the Grizzlies. It, I mean, watching Vince Williams guard Steph Curry, that was fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed that matchup. And you kind of spoiled Draymond Green's return game. You know, it was it was a big game for the Warriors because they were getting the band back together, and the Grizzlies just uh, nipped all that in the bud real quick. Maybe a reminder that the band shouldn't get back together. Maybe the band will be breaking up here soon, at least if you're uh, the Ringo that is Andrew Wiggins dating myself with a Beatles reference there. Uh, You know, the fact that you mentioned the balance scoring in the Warriors game, I just want to point out Xavier Tillman in 30 minutes of play only scored two points. Now, he was a plus 13, one of the best plus minuses, single game plus minus flawed stat. But he was one of the better plus minus players in the game. So obviously he contributed in other ways. Uh, but still, it's pretty remarkable that he was able to do what he did. Only four total rebounds, didn't yeah. score more than two points. Obviously his Strictly defense, defense and, man. Just, and who he was playing next to helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, but Zaire Williams only scored four points. So that balance really shines through even more when you consider that the Grizzlies had two starters that shot a combined two for 12 from the field. Jaron Jackson Jr. also did not have his best shooting game. Four for 20, three for 14 from beyond the arc. Still scored 18 points because he got to the free throw line pretty consistently. But this was a game for guys like Vince Williams Jr., who maybe he'll be the best value contract in the NBA sooner rather than later. Uh, 24.7 rebounds, four assists. He's doing things that we didn't fully expect him to do. We would have been totally cool with him just being a three and D type of wing. He's taking Michael. it to another level, Joe. He's increasing. He's turning up the volume, turning yeah. up the energy, and that's been a lot of fun to watch. And then, of course, the talk of Grizzlies X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is yeah. Gigi Jackson. You mentioned how the bench was extremely impressive, uh, but Gigi Jackson led the charge, tw- charged 23 points. And our old friend, Sean Coleman, former host of this yeah. podcast, he posted on X, that there are three guys in the uh, history of the NBA, I believe, that have scored 20 points in back-to-back games Kevin Durant, uh, that are uh, 20 years old or younger. Kevin Durant. 19. Yeah. Uh, 19. Thank you for correcting me. 19 years old. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and now Gigi Jackson. Now, obviously, we'll talk only, about it. Only LeBron, only LeBron was younger than Gigi Jackson mm-hmm. when he did it. So I don't know that we expect Gigi Jackson to be LeBron James and Kevin Durant, (laughs) but I do think that between the 45th or 47th pick in the second round, whatever it was for Vince Williams Jr. And in that second round selection, the 2022 NBA draft, the fact that Gigi Jackson, I think was 45th, that might've been where I mixed it up. And, you know, two-way contracts to start the season to be the lead guys in a press conference after a national television game, not the way that we saw this season going, but at least for one night, it looked pretty good to have those two guys leading the charge for Memphis. Yeah. And it gives you something to look forward to. Like we've talked about this a lot and, and it's, it's exciting because uh, it's two guys that have stacked performances on top of each other. You know, GG Jackson, as you mentioned, back to back 20 plus 
uh, point performances. Now, they're going to look different. You know, Gigi Jackson's probably not going to have too many more games that he makes like five three-pointers like that. He, he'll do it again probably because he's, he's extremely talented offensively. But the point is that he can do it in different ways. Like he may score 20 in another game, but it might just make one three-pointer. and It might just be more rim attacks and mid-range jumpers and things like that. Like the guy has a nice offensive skill set. Going back to Vince Williams, uh, you, you pointed it out, uh, but – I think we're starting to get to see an expanded game. And quite frankly, just to be honest with you, I don't think that he's really great at it yet. Like no. there's there's some struggles there and, and there's some limitation to his playmaking skill set. But the Grizzlies putting him in this situation, it's allowing him to grow. Remember Desmond Bain? Who would have thought that he'd be a 25 and 5 guy his mm-hmm. rookie year when he was taking mostly spot up three-pointers, right? Uh so you're watching Vince Williams kind of blossom into, as you said, more than a three and D guy. I, I looked at it, Joe, and now in three of the last four games, he's had at least four assists. In it's his impressive. previous, in his previous twenty six games before that, how many times he had four assists? Just one. Yeah, I was going to one be like, time. Yes, one. Twenty six games before that, this is when he was playing off of the guys, you know, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaffa a little bit there. Uh, one game of four more assists. In three of the last four games, he's had an eight-assist game, he's had a six-assist game, now he has a four-assist game in that stretch. It's because Vince Williams is getting more playmaking opportunities. Uh, We're focusing on those guys, of course, because Vince Williams, I mean, he just got upgraded from two-way contract. Uh, I don't think it will be to any surprise to anyone to say that soon Gigi Jackson will be the next person who potentially uh, gets assembled. And it could be. I mean, we'll see what happens with Jacob Gilliard because he's approaching the 50-game mark. And he had two – I want to point him out, too, because he had two big steals in that fourth quarter. And he robbed Steph Curry. He he pickpocketed Steph Curry, uh, and the Grizzlies went the other way. Both led to points, uh, terrific scoring opportunities. Uh, for him as well, knock down some big three pointers. This was just a complete youth movement type win for the Grizzlies. And uh, again, Luke Kennard knocked down some big shots. Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't have the most efficient night, but defensively, four steals for him. I think he had a block as well. And all in all, terrific all around performance. Like it was, it was gritty, Joe. Like they they didn't shoot fifty percent from the field and, and anything like that. It was. 13 steals and 10 blocks by the Grizzlies. It was just all the hustle plays were made. And Gigi Jackson had four stocks on top of his impressive offensive performance. Again, if you had told me before this game that Jaron Jackson Jr. would shoot four for 20, three for 14 from beyond the arc and the Grizzlies would win, I would have called you a liar. And yet here we are, a big victory over the Golden State Warriors at home. It's nice to see FedEx form rocking a little bit again. It's been a tough year going all the way back to last March, right? It's been a tough 10 months or so for the Memphis Grizzlies and their fans, but uh, a big, big opportunity. Whenever you beat the Golden State Warriors, it's a a positive feeling, at least here on Lockdown Grizzlies, I can tell you that. So the reason that the Grizzlies won, again, not because of Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, John Morant, both out due to injury for the foreseeable future, Morant for the rest of the season. How did the Grizzlies get it done? Development. We're going to shout out Jason March, the head coach of the Memphis Hustle and the organizational structure of the Grizzlies as a whole in terms of development next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by BetterHelp. It is a new year, right? And obviously here in 2024, people talk a lot about new year, new you, but maybe you're already doing really well. 
right? Maybe you have a really solid thing going in your life and you're just trying to find ways to maybe improve yourself or there's a certain section of you that you would like to see continue to get stronger and grow. Therapy can help you find those strengths so you can ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that actually stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate yourself in 2024 and the progress that you have made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapped up. The playoffs are grinding forth. I know DeMichael Cole is excited about his Packers heading out to San Francisco this coming weekend. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook as the playoffs grind forward. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Their app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to play and bet. Live same-game parlays, finding bets in the new Explore tab, making a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find popular parlays that other players are doing, and so much more. What are you waiting for? The playoffs are approaching the divisional round. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. To Michael, obviously, we continue on talking about how this team has won these games, right? In this particular game against the Golden State Warriors, obviously, they lost a couple before. Uh, the, the Desmond Bain injury happened this past weekend, and we'll talk more about expectations for the team moving forward, coming off of that tough news. But in the here and now, we mentioned it a moment ago, want to shout out Jason March. And if you don't know who Jason March is, I have known Jason March for a while. I know uh, DeMichael Cole knows yeah, Coach March. Yeah. Um, and I, I say I know Coach March. I had him on a podcast a long time ago. <laughs> he might vaguely remember my name. Uh, but I respect Coach March a good bit. He is the head coach for the Memphis Hustle. And he has been, over the last couple of seasons, a significant part of the development of guys like a Kenneth Lofton Jr., who's no longer on the team. Of a Vince Williams Jr. who's been on that two-way contract or was on that two-way contract playing a lot of basketball down in South Haven. Obviously, G.G. Jackson, a common refrain on social media to Michael was G.G. should have been playing the whole time. This is evidence that he should have been getting reps from the very beginning on this team. No, 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 no. I know you remember this, and I remember it too, partner. He is a completely different player right now than he was in summer league. Okay, completely different guy. He looks much more comfortable, much more confident. And a major reason for that is the organizational structure of the Memphis Grizzlies, how they experiment with the Memphis hustle, but they also implement scheme. Players get introduced to it. They develop skills there. The strength of this franchise has been for the last several years, development of talent. You mentioned Desmond Bain growing as a player earlier. Santi Aldama is a great example of that as well. Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson are just the two latest examples, but they're also two guys most recently who got a significant amount of run with the Memphis Hustle organization down in South Haven. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins went out of his way. You know, his, his presser, he said, you know, shout out. This is this is a, you know, he shouted out the hustle. 
He said this is a Grizzlies win, and this is also a big win for the for the Memphis Hustle. If you're unfamiliar with how this developmental system works, I mean, this is my best way of giving you the breakdown of sure. how this. Because at the end of the day, let's let's get a little bit deeper into the numbers. Nine Grizzlies played yesterday. Seven of those players have played extended time with the Memphis Hustle. Seven of the players. It's six of them in the last two seasons. Santi Aldama, his rookie year, spent a lot of time with the hustle. But the only two guys who aren't really hustle guys that played in that game is Jaron Jackson Jr., also known as an NBA All-Star and a former top five pick, and Luke Kennard, who was a veteran player in the NBA who's led the NBA in three-point percentage the last couple of seasons and was traded here you know, in, in last February at the trade deadline. Those are the only two players who don't have extended playing time with the Memphis Hustle. Everyone else on this team has been down there in South Haven and went through that developmental system. So the way that it works is uh, those coaches are basically an extended version of the Grizzlies. You know, you might say, duh, but at the same time, not every G League program is orchestrated that way. Correct. Uh, I've been around a bunch of different, you know, G League coaches and things like that. And in certain situations, you know, everywhere, I guess, development is a priority. But the, the schemes and things like that are different in certain places. The Grizzlies, uh, the hustle, play a very similar style of play as the Grizzlies. Jason Morris, as you mentioned, he is a, a big reason, you know, a big part of that. He's in communication with Taylor Jenkins all the time. They have these things called reports where uh, Marsh and the assistant coaches with the hustle uh, give these reports on those players, on G.G. Jackson when he's playing down there, on uh, – you know, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., as you mentioned, when he was down there, or Xavier Tillman Sr., Santiago Dama, Zaire Williams, David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, the list goes on. They get these reports, and the Grizzlies take these into consideration. They're looking at them. Uh, all of them are based on stylistic preferences that the Grizzlies like their players to play and all of those type of things. Uh, and not only do they get those reports, those assistant coaches, because Marsh personally, you know, someone being around the Grizzlies, I don't see him – as much with the Grizzlies, but his assistant coaches, uh, I see them a lot with the Grizzlies. They are the ones I know a lot of people don't like to hear this word because you, you start to roll your eyes a little bit. But the play groups, right? When we hear the group, Taylor Jenkins talk about the play groups, those assistant mm-hmm. coaches, because most of them are young, they are more the ones who are active in the play groups. Because in the play groups, you're not going to go five, ten Grizzlies players playing most of the time, uh, especially on an injury riddled team like this. You're going to have probably four or five guys. Uh, playing, and then you're going to have assistant coaches and and, and other uh, staff and personnel, you know, intertwining with that. And a lot of those are assistant coaches on the hustle. So these are guys who are around these players a lot, and they're they're basically very, very, very committed to the idea of having these guys develop in a similar system with the Grizzly system. So when they come up, there's very little, you know, uh, changes being made other than just personnel. You know, uh, the things that are emphasized are pretty similar. So uh, the Grizzlies have something good going there. That's why uh, guys have come up in the past. I mean, John Conchar is another example. You know, uh, a lot of guys have come up from the hustle and kind of thrived. And it, it's look like it's setting up, you know, uh, for Gigi Jackson to do the same. We've seen Vince Williams do it. Even Jacob Gilliard, you know, in his situation, being a point guard, coming up and playing, you know, with the hustle going to the Grizzlies, and it's very little changes systematically. And, and that's kind of allowed these young guys to come here and there not be too much of a learning curve. Like it is a natural learning curve because of the talent level, but uh, systematically there isn't that much of a learning curve. 
the easiest comparison is minor league baseball, right? Like you have the Memphis Red. Perfect comparison. Perfect comparison. Uh, I would say it's close to perfect. To me, the perfect comparison is minor league hockey. Okay. And I'm not saying that anybody watching or listening to this show is going to be an expert on the Hershey Bears of minor league hockey. This is where I go to sleep. Yeah. um, If you meshed the two, if you combine minor league baseball and minor league hockey, I think it makes it perfect because the hockey is where the system is the same. Right. Mm, Like I'm a big hockey fan of the Washington Capitals and they have the Hershey Bears. And in Hershey and Pennsylvania, where their minor league affiliate is, Mm. those guys run a similar system, a similar scheme so that when they come up to the big club, they understand what's going on already. And again, the speed of the game is different. The caliber of player is different, but they are prepared, at least in terms of understanding terminology and what to do. Baseball, I think the comparison is a little bit better in terms of competition, right? You work up yeah. from double A AA to triple A, triple A to the majors, those sorts of things. Like I, when I watch Gigi Jackson play, that stands out to me. Like a major reason that a very talented player clearly is better now than he was six months ago is because he wasn't thrown into the majors right away. It's like a top prospect starting in double A, yeah, yeah. right? And he works his way up and now – Maybe he's ready for the majors. It's like a September call-up in baseball, right? Yeah. So the Grizzlies, to your point to Michael, are really maybe not the only NBA team. I'm not an expert on everybody's G League affiliate. Yeah. But they are one of the teams that is the best at this. Because as bad as the Grizzlies have been this season, they were the number two seed the last two seasons. And obviously John Morant matters with that. Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. But the role players around them and the fact that Santi Aldama has gotten better, all those names that you listed – that have been hustle players in the past, they were major cogs of those playoff runs these last couple of seasons. And Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson are just the latest examples of that. So shout out to Jason March in the Memphis hustle. A very impressive job. And I know, as you mentioned, Coach Jenkins did that as well. Well Well-deserved for those guys. But we have to be realistic moving forward, right? Because as cool as it was to beat the Warriors, and don't get me wrong, it was super cool, big fan. This team is still very limited in terms of what they're going to be able to do moving beyond this game and into the rest of their schedule, especially without Desmond Bain over the next couple of months, more than likely. So what are some realistic expectations for the roster moving in to the remainder of the majority of the season? We'll talk about that next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, I want to shout out Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It is here covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like Michael and myself of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. We come here to escape. Life can be hard. Sports are a wonderful way to forget about that for a little while. I get it. But for a minute, we got to talk about preparations for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of a terrible time of year to get sick, all sorts of bugs flying around in terms of illnesses. This is scary stuff. I can't imagine a person that I care about, like DeMichael or one of my family members, somebody along those lines, getting sick while there's a supply chain issue. They can't get the medication that they need. Jace Medical helps take care of that. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics treating a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, respiratory infections. This stuff can happen to any of us at any time. Be prepared. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. 
Be prepared right now. It's never been more important than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, closing out this Tuesday edition of the show, talking about realistic expectations for the remainder of this season. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, one of your hosts, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. He was in the house on Monday evening watching the Grizzlies knock off the Golden State Warriors. And as I mentioned throughout the show, it's wonderful to beat the Golden State Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about how Gigi Jackson looks really impressive and yeah. Vince Williams Jr. expanding his game. We shouted out the Memphis hustle and how awesome it's been to Even see Even the injured players feel play. like that, Joe. Yeah. John Morant, John Morant said on the bench, he told Gigi Jackson that, that this is one that he really wants to win. So it, it, it's, it's, it's even them. One of the few rivalries the Grizzlies have, right? Maybe Draymond Green will call it a rivalry now. Uh, in <laughs> Memphis, Golden State's definitely a rivalry, and the Grizzlies knocked off the Warriors. Always fun. But you look at the standings. You look at the roster. You understand, because, again, we recorded our Monday show, and then 30 minutes later the news came out about mm-hmm. Desmond Bain being out at least the next six weeks, right? Uh, similar to Marcus Smart, like a reevaluation in six weeks kind of situation. Uh, hanging out on crutches and a boot and those sorts of things. Yeah. What is realistic for this team? Because they play a fun style. You mentioned that earlier in the show. It's cool to watch these guys develop. And for me, DeMichael, that is my expectation. I want to see continued development, continued growth. If Vince Williams Jr. and Gigi Jackson and Jaron Jackson Jr., as long as he's healthy, mm-hmm. if these guys are the same players in April when the season regular season ends, that they are now – the season is a failure because of all the context of the injuries that they had to endure, not handling the John Moran suspension as well as they probably should have. To me, that's the greatest failure of the season. Yeah. Now with all of the injuries that have mounted, you understand where the Grizzlies are for me, at least I want to see continued development and growth and improvement upon individual players within certain skill sets that we can talk more about over the next couple of episodes. Uh, what are you looking for in terms of expectations? Do you want to – what's more important to you maybe is a good way to phrase it. Obviously, yeah. we all want to win, but you have to look at this roster and understand there's going to be nights that the Grizzlies are simply going to be outmatched. Yeah, and let me add on to that, you know, and, and basically say this. Yeah, personally, I don't I don't care what their win and loss record is mm-hmm. you know, at the end of this. Uh, it, it, it really – my mind, it doesn't matter that much. Uh, now, if they're making a push for the play-in and whatnot, then then yeah, go for it. You know, uh, you'll you'll potentially you know get some guys back for the last couple weeks of the season and 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 go for it if that's the case. But do I think that'll be the case in the crowded Western Conference where this even this Utah team uh, looks better uh, now than they were earlier in the season? So that's Colin another. Sexton has been a revelation for that Man, Utah Jazz team. That's another one that you have to factor in. So it, it just even looks even more unlikely because uh, that was a team that you for sure had to pass. You know, when we were talking about it early in the season. 
But with all that being said, here's my thing. I, I really don't care about wins and loss at this point because at the end of the day, uh, the draft pick talk is – this doesn't move the needle for me. If you look at this draft class, anywhere from five to ten, there is not much separation right now uh, in those prospects. You know, five. I mean, outside of the very top of the draft class, at least right now. Now, you know, granted that could change, but based on what we're saying right now, that, that, that doesn't move the needle for me uh, personally. I, and I think Joe kind of agrees to a certain degree. I don't even think they should keep the draft pick unless. You know, absolutely uh, not. We can yeah. talk more about that later this week. I'll For come sure. up with 10 trades to get rid of that. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's not really a huge priority to say, oh, let's because I don't I don't think they should, quote unquote, tank either, because I think it's big for this team uh, to build these winning habits and continue to, you know, uh, throw the players out there like Jaron Jackson Jr. I know some people say, oh, sit Jaron a couple games and whatnot. No. Some of these guys need to learn how to play alongside of Jaron because guess who? Guess what? Vince Williams isn't going to be in the lineup with Jacob Gilliard, Zaire Williams, and those guys uh, next season. You're going to be playing alongside of Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, John Morant, Stephen Adams, and you want to build up a rapport of chemistry with as many of those guys as you can. So uh, I want to see, as you said, development is the biggest key. You need certain young players to separate themselves from the pack. Right now, especially when you get to that Roddy, LaRavia, Zaire, Williams grouping, uh, there's not much separation there. You need someone to to separate themselves from that pack. Uh, Like we're seeing Vince Williams, right? Vince Williams has kind of separated himself. Uh, Gigi Jackson is still way too soon, but we know the talent. Like, we know the talent. I'm not arguing that. I've been one of the main advocates of the talent of Gigi Jackson since he was drafted uh, by the Grizzlies. So uh, I think the development, you are right on point, Joe. Uh, That is the biggest thing uh, you want to see from the Grizzlies uh, going forward. How that development takes place is very crucial. Uh, I think, you know, some people have pointed out that, oh, Desmond Bain might as well be done for the season because he's out at least six weeks. I know in some cases we've seen – Grade three ankle sprains are longer than six weeks. Uh, So he's probably going to miss seven to eight weeks. So you're talking about if he comes back potentially early to mid-March. At that point, the Grizzlies will be, you know, at the final stretch of the season. Some people say, well, just sit him. You know, at that point, you're probably out of the race. I say no. If he wants, if he's able to play, Desmond, trust me, I've been around Desmond Bang, no, long enough. Mm -hmm. If he's able to play, he's going to want to play. And again, you want Vince Williams to be on the floor with him. You want Gigi Jackson to be on the floor with him and Jaron Jackson Jr. So I'm not I'm anti this whole tank thing, you know, where where you set your veterans down and uh, they're not playing because of some soreness or they're resting and all that. No, if they can play, throw them out there. Let these young guys who are going to be able to play with them next season get that opportunity because that's how you build this thing up. Development, I'm with you, Joe. That's the key word. That's what the Grizzlies need more than anything going forward. Win, loss record, I really don't care. This draft class as of right now is so weak that multiple scout draftniks have uh, have said, and maybe we can get somebody on over the next several weeks here to yeah. talk about this. Gigi Jackson would probably be a lottery pick in this yeah. draft. That's how you know young he is. That's important to remember. He's 19 years old. And it's also important to understand that this Grizzlies team expects to compete next year. Now, the opposite side of that coin is obviously – if you have the number six pick in this draft and you know it's a weak draft, other teams are going to know that too. How much value are you going to get for that pick? Probably enough to complete the consolidation trade that this team desperately needs, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that's an important piece to point out here. 
I am excited to watch these guys play. And I think that that is the best compliment that I can pay them because they are in a position where, as we talked about last week, tanking doesn't make sense because of all the teams in front of them that are going to keep competing, including the Utah Jazz. I'm glad you mentioned how well they're playing. You know, the, the Jazz may not actively try to win, but they might win in spite of themselves. And again, like we talked about, coaches and players are going to keep trying to win. Front offices may not necessarily do that. But players and coaches don't care about draft picks. They want to win all the games they can. I think that the Grizzlies are fortunate that they can keep playing and competing and it will kind of take care of themselves. And they're in a win-win spot. It's all icing on the cake at this stage. If they lose, it improves their lottery standing. If they win, they make a push for the play-in without John Morant and Desmond Bain. And your roster is a lot better than you thought it was when the season started. So that's a, a positive of this situation. It kind of feels like a foregone conclusion. But we'll probably have games like this one every once in a while, the Warriors game where the Grizzlies come out. Maybe they expose weaknesses in an opponent. You know, obviously this isn't locked on Warriors. To me, that game said a heck of a lot more about Golden State and how that team is very broken because the Grizzlies are literally broken. Wiggins, Curry, Thompson, and Green all played for Golden State on Mm -hmm. Monday night. And the Memphis Grizzlies, with a poor shooting Jaron Jackson Jr., were able to beat Golden State. That – says a lot about where Golden State is. It's ugly, it's ugly over there. That's where ugly. the Grizzlies are, we're going to keep learning over the next few months without any real expectations. And to be honest, that's where sometimes the best growth and learning happens. So it's going to be fun to watch as long as they keep playing this way. There's going to be ebbs and flows, but as long as the effort and the attitude maintain, this is going to be a fun team to watch moving forward. Thank you for joining us here on Locked on Grizzlies. Hopefully you're going to go check out Locked on NBA next. And you can also subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows like Locked On NBA that cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Make sure you're liking, commenting, reviewing, subscribing on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts to Lockdown Grizzlies. To Michael and I greatly appreciate it. We mentioned earlier in the show, inching closer and closer to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, building and building the program. Thank you guys that are everydayers with us each and every time an episode drops. To Michael, I know you appreciate it, as do I. The next time we're together, it will be the Wednesday edition of the show, and maybe we dive deeper into Gigi Jackson's game, the way that he's developed since Summer League. Maybe we take a closer look at ways that he can improve and other young Grizzlies. What the kinds of things we want to see as this season unfolds to Michael. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, that's that's the theme for the rest of the season. It's development. Mm-hmm. It's watching these, you know, these young players grow into their roles. Uh and maybe, you know, uh the Grizzlies now we didn't we said we we're gonna talk about Desmond Bay. We didn't talk about much about Desmond Bay today, but we should there was a question in the YouTube comments and people have asked me around the Grizzlies as well. I think we really need to talk about this hardship exception situation. Mm. Because now with Desmond Bain's long-term injury with Jake LaRavia's injury situation, uh, that kind of opens the door for some new opportunities and we can kind of uh, brainstorm some things there, Joe. I know you like to brainstorm some stuff. So I love brainstorming. Yeah. Well, uh, over the next couple of days, there's no games for the Grizzlies, but there's going to be pretty, plenty of content between DeMichael and myself here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Hope you'll be with us for DeMichael Cole. I'm Joe Molinax. Thank you for being here with us on Locked On Grizzlies. Stay warm wherever you are. Hopefully uh, you're safe and you're having a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Stay locked.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.